0: Well, good evening. Merry Christmas. Why don't we start? Find someone around. You don't have to stand up. Just maybe find someone around you. Put a big smile on your face and say, hey, Merry Christmas. Go ahead. And just just, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We are so glad that you have chosen to be with us uh, in person. This is a great turnout um, some new faces if I haven't had a chance to meet you. My name's Richie. I get the uh, privilege to be the lead pastor here. And some people that I haven't seen in quite a while. Caroline, welcome. Good to see you once again. And uh, everyone at home, you don't have to turn. Let's just, let's just turn to that camera right there. There's a lot of people watching us at home. Just say Merry Christmas to everyone at home. Merry Christmas to everyone at home. And, I, you know, we're just so blessed to be able to be here this evening. Amen? Amen. Right. Uh, anyone thankful for the rain? Right? It came down in buckets, right? So uh, what, what a wonderful opportunity we have uh, in light of everything just to gather. And uh, before we pray, I just want to, uh, just again, if you haven't been with us before, I just want to encourage you, you know, we know that there are colds and flus and, and you know, COVID is still a very real thing. And so from the very get-go here, we, we, our heart has been to, to honor and love and respect each other. And to to really care for one another. So we understand that. If you want to wear a mask, um, that's 100% fine. And and we just want to honor that and just kind of just really celebrate that we can be here and just genuinely love one another uh, self-sacrificially. So if you're comfortable wearing a mask or not, um, you know, just know that that's our heart. Okay, so let's pray together. Father, thank you. It's Christmas Eve and we're here and sometimes... Uh, it's just a journey to get here. It's busy, and uh, we race around, and maybe for some here or even some at home just sitting down in their couches right now, uh, it's been a day, very busy, and and Father, we don't want to rush through another Christmas Eve service just because it's another Christmas Eve. Uh, we truly believe uh, it's no accident that everyone who is here is here and everyone tuning in is tuning in and those that will listen later. Because it's Christmas, and it's about Jesus and the incarnation, and it still matters. We don't just celebrate an event from the past. We celebrate what it means in 2021, what it means right now, and how it can transform a life this evening for all eternity. So Father, in the best way we know know how, we're just going to collect ourselves. We're going to take a deep breath, and we're going to stop. And we're going to be still. Because it's Christmas. And it matters. So, Father, we choose now to turn our full attention to you. We choose now to be fully present. Turn off the busyness, the plans, whatever's going to happen tonight, tomorrow. We just want to be here. And just be thankful that we're here with family and friends. So, Lord, do what only you can do. Be pleased with everything that happens. We love you. Thank you for loving us first. And we give you this evening. And all God's people said? Amen. Amen. Well, for those of you uh, who have uh, joined us this evening here and online, we have kind of a surprise and something that came up just in the last few days, uh, something special to me. Um, My oldest daughter and her husband and my first granddaughter are here uh, from Dayton, Ohio. And... uh, we're gonna do a child dedication this evening, yes. And uh, just, just kinda of how this happened is uh, because of circumstances, uh, Layla and Nyala uh, flew into Las Vegas and they were gonna have a nine hour layover and I said, honey, let's just go get them. So uh, somewhere between uh, Victorville and Barstow, I'm like, why don't we do a dedication? And um, so that was kind of the genesis in the desert that this idea came, that they're all here, it's church family, and if they're up for it, we can do a dedication. So again, you know, they, they got all excited, and what's, what is, what's uh, Grandma and Layla say? We gotta go get her an outfit! And so, um, <laughs> turned into a little bit of a thing, right? <laughs> because, right, Linda? It's an outfit! You gotta get the dedication outfit! So anyway, uh, we wanna invite them up. This is Zeke, Layla, and Nyala, and uh, they've joined us from Dayton, Ohio, and uh, Zeke is finishing up his residency program there. Layla's a nurse there. And uh, this is little Niala. Hi. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so we're going to dedicate them. And if, you, if you're not familiar with dedication, I just want to share a little bit. Uh, Deuteronomy 6, 4 to 7 says, "'Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts.'" Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, and when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. Psalm 127:3. Children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from Him. And so, when we dedicate children here, it's not a salvation issue. This, this, this isn't like a salvation. She's going to be saved after this. When parents come up and they want to be dedicate their children, what they're saying is, "Hey, you know what? We would like to make a commitment to the church family. This is a we moment." So Zeke and Layla are really committing to raise Niala in the ways of the Lord, so that one day she would come to know Jesus as her Savior and Lord. And we as a church family have the privilege of praying for them and coming alongside and praying for them as a family. So I'm going to ask them a question, then I'm going to ask you a question as a church family. So Zeke and Layla, do you commit by God's grace in the power of the Holy Spirit and in partnership with the church to raise Niala in the training and instruction of the Lord with the desire that she will trust Jesus Christ as her Savior and Lord one day. If so, say we do. do. And to you, church family, do you commit by God's help to be faithful in your calling as members of the body of Christ, to help Zeke and Layla to be faithful to God, and to help teach and train Niala in the ways of the Lord with the desire that she will trust Jesus Christ as her Savior and Lord. If you, church family, accept this responsibility, Please respond by saying, we do. Amen. Amen. Let's pray together. So, Father, thank you on this Christmas Eve that uh, we get to be a church family. And we celebrate the gift of Niala. We uh, celebrate uh, Zeke and Layla and their desire to raise her uh, in your ways. To come and t- uh, to know you, Lord willing, one day in her life to trust you, Jesus, as her Savior and Lord. So, so we covenant with them. We come alongside them in prayer. Uh, materially, uh, however else we can help them. And, uh, Lord, we pray your blessings upon them, safety. And, Lord, uh, for Zeke and Layla, give them great wisdom, patience, strength, and provide their needs as they raise Niala and any other children that you would bless them with. So we commit them to you as a church family in the name of Jesus. All God's people said? Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. It's funny. We give them a uh, a little dedication certificate, and it says pastor's name, and then pastor signature. I'm like, "What do I write?" All right. So I wrote Pastor Papa, and then uh, there's only going to be very few out there saying Pastor Papa. Uh, But you know, it's just a celebration. It's a celebration of what the Lord's doing in their life, but also a celebration of Christmas again. And um, tonight we finish our Advent. Series and uh, Carrie and Yaro come on up Lynn. You can come up. Uh, they're gonna finish our series of the candle lighting
1: Tonight we conclude our celebration of Advent the word Advent is from a Latin word meaning coming or arrival the focus of these four weeks has been the celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ On the first Sunday of Advent, we lit the candle of love. On the second Sunday of Advent, we lit the candle of hope. Next, we lit the candle of peace. And this past Sunday, we lit the candle of joy. Tonight, we light the Christ candle, which reminds us that Jesus is the reason for the season, because he was sent to save us from our sins, and he is Emmanuel, God with us. Okay, tonight's scripture reading is taken from Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 23. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. And her husband Joseph, sorry, And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us.
2: What child is this who lay to rest on Mary's lap? Is sleeping, whom angels greet with anthem sweet while shepherds watch our keeping. This, this is Christ the King. Whom as shepherds guard and angels sing, haste, haste to bring him, Lord, the babe, a son of Mary. Why lies he in such mean estate Where ox and ass are feeding Good Christians fear for sinners here The silent word is pleading Nail, spear, shall pierce him through The cross he bore for me, for you Hail, hail the word made flesh The babe, the son of Mary So bring him incense, gold, and myrrh, come and king to own him. The king of kings salvation brings, let loving hearts enthrone him. Raise, raise a song on high the virgin sings her lullaby joy joy for christ is born the babe the son of mary
3: My mama told me something when I was growing up that has forever changed my life. She played the piano at our little church at 3rd and Pine Street for 37 years. She tried to teach me to play the piano, (laughs) but I wasn't very good. She would teach me the names of the notes, what a major key is, what a minor key is. She tried to teach me musical theory, but I was just bored. Then, one day, She told me that the best news in the world is found by playing a simple scale on the piano. I had no idea what she meant. So she told me to play an eight-note scale. So I did. I said, how is that good news? And she said I played it incorrectly and that I needed to play it the other way. So I did. Again, I said, how is that good news? And she said, I played it the right way, but I needed to add the pauses. The pauses? She said, the pauses. Add them on the first, second, fourth, sixth, seventh, and last note. Now, I was frustrated and said, how can eight notes with random pauses be the best news in the world? Then I got up, walked away, and went outside. Frankly, I didn't care what she was talking about. I didn't like playing the piano anyway. Well, years later, my mama got sick and passed away. As I was thinking about her, I remembered what she told me about the piano. Not only that, I still remember the notes she told me to pause. The first, second, fourth, sixth, seventh, and last note. So I sat down at her piano and played the scale with the pauses. And that's when I realized the good news she was talking about.
0: Why don't we stand together? Let's sing. a little later. If you are uh, joining us for the first time, welcome again, and uh, we look forward, at the end of our evening, we're going to do a special candlelight service where we're going to light some candles and sing Silent Night, but before, uh, before we do that, I want to share just a little bit uh, from Isaiah 9:6 tonight, and it says this in Isaiah 9:6: it says, for to us a child is born... To us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And as I was reflecting on this passage in light of Christmas, and really in light of this last year, maybe year and a half, with the whole pandemic and kind of the upheaval and the turmoil globally, you know, I was, I was looking at all the names and and the last, the one that really struck me was the last one, Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace, you know, and, and, and just the word peace seemed to to stand out, peace. And so, kind of start with a question, a fill-in-the-blank question, really, and, and, and just think about this for yourself, your current circumstances, right? If blank, then I will have peace. Think about that just Last year, last year and a half, maybe tonight, maybe what you know is coming in the new year. So how would you, what would you put there? If blank, then I will have peace. My guess is, if you're like many of us, most of us, even for me, before I studied what I studied, that blank would probably be circumstantial would probably, I'm guessing, if something were to change, if something were to come through, um, if something were to be different, if the pandemic were to go away, if if something, right? Probably, I'm guessing, here at home, that blank probably had to do with circumstances, something external to yourself. Then I will have peace. Because for most of us, the word peace has to do with the absence or elimination of conflict, turmoil, stress, war, hostility, that's how we define peace. And, and, and really, that's not the biblical definition of peace. It's kind of interesting, right? So in Isaiah 9, 6, they, they say that Jesus is the prince of peace. But what is peace? What's he the prince of if it doesn't have to do with the absence or cessation of hostility, war, conflict, stress? I thought that was peace, right? and don't 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 we all try to make peace and we strive really hard for peace is that is that biblical peace because see if you're a believer tonight, the radical thing is you have peace, you just may not have realized the source you're still looking for things to change on the outside, thinking that once they change on the outside then then the peace comes, and it's actually quite the opposite. It is 180 degrees opposite. And that's what I want to look at. Because many of you are familiar with the, with the word shalom, right? In the Old Testament, shalom, it's a greeting and it's also a farewell, right? And, and it means peace. But you may not have understood that, that shalom doesn't primarily deal with circumstances. Shalom, peace, deals with relationships, so if you if, if you 're speaking biblical peace, Shalom is about relationships between people, between nations, between God and man okay and actually, the word shalom deals with it really is defined as wholeness, completeness contentment well being that 's shalom it 's when a sense of wholeness, a sense of completeness it 's an inside based on a completed relationship, a harmonious relationship that 's been restored okay and and so This is challenging because many of us, again, have grown up with this idea that peace deals with better circumstances. It doesn't deal with relationships. And so suddenly I'm starting to realize that Prince of Peace has to do with Prince of Wholeness. In fact, in the message, it's very interesting. Isaiah 9, 6 says this, For a child has been born for us, the gift of a son, for us. He'll take over the running of the world. His names will be amazing counselor, strong God, eternal father, prince of wholeness. What? Doesn't that radically change that? Again, many of us are challenged with that because we have defined peace as circumstantial. Rather than coming from the inside out, relational. That's the whole point of Christmas. He comes... In the incarnation, Jesus empties himself to bring us wholeness, not necessarily to change our external circumstances. Wow. That's why, regardless of what happens tomorrow, regardless of what happens into 2022, as believers through faith in Christ, we can move into this new year with wholeness. Amen? with completeness, with this deep sense of contentment and well-being, because relationally, we have shalom. We're not driven by circumstances. We're not looking to change circumstances. We're not hoping something changes. We can go into any circumstance, pandemic, career, finances, relational. We move into them with shalom, with peace, amen? Radically, radically different view on Christmas, He's the prince of wholeness, the prince of wholeness. William Barclay says this, in the Bible, the word for peace, shalom, never means simply the absence of trouble. It means everything which makes for our highest good. The peace which the world offers us is the peace of escape, the peace which comes from the avoidance of trouble and from refusing to face things. Think about that. Anyone here ever say, you know what? I just got to get away. I need some. Peace and quiet. Anyone ever need some peace and quiet? Defined as what? I need a break from the kids. I need a break from my significant other. Right? I just need some peace and quiet. Right? Meaning, I just, and and there's a sense of that, right? You're going to quiet yourself and, you know, get turn off the TV, turn off social media and all that kind of stuff. There's that element of peace. But biblical peace is, we should be saying, I need to come back to realizing that I've been made complete and whole in Christ. Right? And then what happens when you understand shalom and biblical peace this way, it does impact this way. Look at Psalm 4.8. I love this. I will lie down and sleep in what? Peace. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. I love that. When we have completeness, when we understand wholeness, when we understand shalom, peace, biblically, we sleep better. We, have, we, we, we rest we rest, and so sometimes I don 't know about you anyone here have ever have seasons where it's a hard you're having a hard time sleeping? Why do you have a hard time sleeping because you feel like you're being pulled in all kinds of different directions your mind is racing right and you're just being like Ugh! and you try to you try to like lay down you know you, you, your body stops, but your mind's still going right you're being pulled all over the place well it's interesting because the word peace in the New Testament is pronounced irene and and it's really interesting because the word picture of, of peace in the New Testament is having it all together. Again, harmony. That which was separated has been brought together in harmony in completeness and wholeness. That's peace in the New Testament, right? Again, it never means the absence of trouble by itself, okay? And so when, when we look at Christmas and we say, okay, wait, Jesus came to be the Prince of Peace, At the core, he's saying, at the core, at the very most important part of our being, he came to make us whole and bring a sense of completeness and shalom in a relationship with God first. Right? Alexander McLaren says this, peace comes not from the absence of trouble, but from the presence of Christ. See, there's the answer to the blank. So it should be, instead of if circumstance, then I'll have peace, it's if Christ then I'll have peace. Radically different shift, because again, some of us find our peace in our retirement. Some of us are finding our peace in other things that we're sort of banking on, right? And and something happens to the economy, something happens, and suddenly the peace is shattered, and you realize, man, I was building my peace on some really shaky foundations, right? It's interesting, because in the New Testament, Jesus Himself is our peace, right? So in Isaiah 9, 6, he's the prince of peace. Look what it says in Ephesians 2. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility. What he's talking about in Ephesians 2 is the you know centuries-long hostility between the Jews and the Gentiles. And he brings them together in the church, and because they're both focused on the atonement of Jesus, they're united in peace, right? Reconciliation, that which was separated, has been brought together through Jesus. And so really, what is Christmas about? Peace. Peace, the incarnation, right? That's why this last month when we were talking about Christmas and the candlelighting, I said, you know what? Words matter. So maybe instead of Jesus being born, we say incarnation, because we looked in Philippians 2 about he emptied himself. Think about that, right? We talked about that on that one Sunday. The radical nature of God emptying himself to become one of us. And the really challenging part about that is we think pretty highly of ourselves. Right? Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. God became one of us. That's cool. He's my bud, right? No. No, that's like eons. Like light years difference between God and man. And so, you know, that, that, that humbling part of Christmas where you're like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? God became one of us? Right and on that, that one Sunday I shared, that'd be like me saying, hey, Vin, I need you to go save the cockroaches. Okay, but you need to become one. <laughs> and they're gonna kill you. Would you be willing to empty yourself? and become one of them, knowing that in the end that was part of the plan of salvation and you were actually going to get brutally murdered for their sake after you emptied yourself of your humanness to go become one of them? But that doesn't even scratch the surface of God becoming man. That, you know, we laugh and it's like, wow, that's crazy. But what's even crazier is Jesus emptying himself to become one of us. Why? That's how much God loves us. This incredible act of love, not just in Father's plan, but in Jesus willing to do it, knowing what was gonna happen on Good Friday, right? All set in motion by what? Incarnation, Christmas. So this is why it's important when we get together and we we, we have to, you know, because we get so busy. And so I love Christmas Eve services because maybe just for an hour we stop. And maybe just for an hour, this Christmas on 2021, we ask ourselves, am I at peace? Am I at peace? I mean, just think about that just for a moment. Or if you're at home watching, just think about that for yourself right now. Scale of one to 10. What's your level of peace as you sit here? Now, again, the answer to that probably depends still if you're really considering it circumstantially or Christ-centered whether it's circumstance or Christ directly impacts your number. And I'm not saying it's easy because I can get caught up in circumstances and busyness just as well as easy as you. And, And it's a discipline. It is really a discipline. This is why we talk about staying in scripture and praying and fellowship, coming to church, because all of us need help staying focused on Christ. Amen. It's really easy to get caught up in circumstance and get into the rat race again. And we lose our peace When really, you didn't lose your peace because you never lose Christ. What you really lost was your focus. And that's why I love Christmas. If we'll stop long enough, you come all the way back to the Prince of Peace. Who is our peace, right? And so it's a choice. D.L. Moody says this, a great many people are trying to make peace, but that has already been done. God has not left it for us to do. All we have to do is enter into it. It's there. If peace, if true peace, biblical peace is found in Jesus, here's the the great invitation, the great gift for everyone here and at home. It's right there. And many of you have already received the gift of faith and you put your faith in Christ. Great. Maybe some of you haven't. Maybe you're here tonight because you recognize that you've been looking at peace kind of through the world's eyes. And true peace, eternal peace begins this way in a relationship, right? Isaiah 26, three. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. John MacArthur says this. The real challenge of the Christian life is not to eliminate every unpleasant circumstance. It is to trust in the good purpose of our infinite, holy, sovereign, powerful God in every difficulty. Those who honor him by trusting him will experience the blessing of his perfect peace. You see, there's a, there's a difference between peace and a truce. Again, a lot of us think that, oh, you know, they're, they're synonymous, right? Peace and truce are the same thing now. Truce maybe is a cessation of hostilities, doesn't mean you have peace. Anyone ever call a truce in your family? But you knew there wasn't really any peace, anyone? Right, right, right? You call a truce? You don't talk for a while. Everyone kind of walks on eggshells. But how many of you know, truce doesn't mean peace? Right? <laughs> we got any? Okay, thank you, Bob. Right? Here's the good news of the gospel. It is more than just truce. When you come to faith in Christ, it is more than God's not mad at you anymore. See, a lot of people think that being a Christian, putting your faith in Jesus, the Prince of Peace, means that God's not angry anymore. He just kind of gives you, a, he wipes you, and you're just like morally zero now, right? There's a truce. No. When you put your faith in Jesus, you have peace. Because you're declared in Romans 5.1, it says this. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. So why is it more than just a truce? Because we've seen here, if you've been with us any length of time, the word justification is twofold, right? It's a legal declaration. Number one, not guilty. Number two, fully righteous. See, the not guilty is kind of the truce. But what elevates it to peace and relationship is now you're clothed in the righteousness of Christ. Amen? Which means he's pleased with you. He's, he, he, like, he, he doesn't just like you, he loves you. So turn to the person next to you and say, he actually loves you. He, he loves you. He loves you. I mean, again, it's this crazy view. A lot of us still view God as the angry principal in the sky waiting with lightning bolts for you to mess up. And he's got this scowl. Yarrow, do it. Right? A lot of us have this sort of this angry judge God waiting for you to mess up versus this loving Abba Father who's smiling at you and just loves you. How many of you like the loving Father smiling at you, God? Isn't that peace? Right? It's, it, that's peace. The angry God waiting for you to mess up, that's just a truce. Till you break the terms then all bets are off again. A lot of us as believers still live under that. But if you understand Christmas came because he's the prince of peace, he's the prince of shalom. When you put your faith in Christ, you are made complete and you are made whole. Amen? You know what that means? Let go of the knot in your stomach, please. Amen. Go ahead. Why? Because through faith in Christ, everything's fine. Can relax. You have shalom with Father. You're fine. How many of you like being fine with Father? See, if you'll feel that here, what you're feeling is shalom. You don't have to walk on eggshells. A lot of you are still walking on eggshells around Father because you think he's just waiting for you to mess up. That's a truce. Shalom is peace. Amen. Prince of peace, that's Christmas. That's the gift of salvation and the gift of shalom that's why tonight i don't know what you went through this year i don't know what you're going through right now but man just like that i'm praying that some of you will leave here with shalom it's because some of you came up here like this you you came in tighter you know wound up tighter than whatever through those doors oh, christmas eve hurry on. and what some of you need to do is like ah oh, shalom <sighs> amen that's why I love these services. You just need to be reminded it's good. You're fine. In Christ, you're whole. you have been everything you need for life and godliness. He couldn't love you anymore because you're clothed in the righteousness of his son. Relax. That's what Christmas is about. He's the prince of shalom. That's what he wants for his children. That's what he wants for his children. Colossians 1. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. So again, if you're a believer and if you put your faith in Christ, maybe tonight we're just going to pause a little bit and you need to come back to Shalom, what's already yours. Maybe you get caught up and you just lost focus. Maybe this is new to you. Maybe you've been searching, maybe you kind of maybe understand now that Christianity isn't rules and regulations and do's and don'ts, and you know, if Christianity is a relationship, and he's the Prince of Peace, come to bring you peace through his sacrifice on the cross. And how does that happen? You put your faith in Christ. The Bible says we're saved by grace through faith, not by works. You can't earn it, can't pay for it, can't be good enough. You receive the gift, it's Christmas. Maybe someone tonight here on TV needs to receive the grace, the gift. You receive it. What does that mean? Well, you know how you're sitting in those chairs right now? You're putting your faith in that chair. You have rested your full weight since we've been together. You've rested fully in that chair. I've not seen any of you try to help the chair. I've not seen any of you try to work your way. to. Right? You came in and you just sat in that chair. Well, what is that? That's faith. It's resting fully on Christ and the gift. So, when anyone says, "What is faith?" It's what you're doing in that chair right now. You're resting fully. You're trusting that chair with everything in you. You're trusting that chair, right? Do that with Jesus, Prince of Peace. Bible says He is our peace. You're restored relationally, not just a truce. It's peace, not guilty. And fully righteous. And then out of that sense of wholeness and completeness, we leave here and we can move into whatever happens with Shalom. Amen? Let's pray together. So Father, we know that outside these doors, it's a war wound still. And there's a lot happening in our lives, in this city, in this state in this country, in this globe. Maybe it's anything but peace, but we're here. And now we understand that Jesus came as the Prince of Peace, the Prince of Shalom. Not to eliminate bad circumstances, but to restore us to a whole relationship with you. That true peace, true Shalom is a relationship. And so we just want to pause, and if you're a believer, maybe, maybe there are some things that are burdening you. Maybe, they, maybe there are some genuine issues you're facing, and part of shalom is to bring them to Father. So I just want to give you a moment to bring your cares and concerns and lay them at Father's feet. Admit they're bigger than you, you're confused, you're hurt, you're angry, you're discouraged, you're depressed, you're angry, you're fearful, whatever it might be. But bring your concerns to Father and find shalom because he loves you and he wants the best for you. And then maybe you're here or you're watching or you'll watch later and you've never received the gift of salvation, but you understand it now. So maybe in the best way you know how, you just you say, dear God, thank you for sending Jesus. In the best way I know how, I'm, I'm trusting Jesus. Is my Savior. I'm trusting Jesus as Prince of Peace, Shalom. That through Jesus, I can have a right relationship. I can be whole with you, Father. So Jesus, thank you for dying for me. I trust you. I may not understand it all, but I trust you. And so we just give you a moment now, just in the quietness of your heart. Speak to Father and find Shalom. We're going to sing Away in a Manger, and uh, ushers are going to come around and hand out candles. And uh, after we sing Away in a Manger, we'll come through and light those candles when we sing Silent Night. Why don't we stand together?
4: sleep on the hay. The cattle are lowing, the baby awakes, but little Lord Jesus, no crying he makes. I love thee, Lord Jesus, look down from the sky, and stay by my cradle till morning. stay close by me forever and love me i pray bless the dear children in thy tender care and fit us for heaven to
0: live with thee there father thank you again that in you we can find peace and shalom and lord i just think of this uh Wonderful song, Silent Night, and and how it just brings peace. And so before we leave, Lord, may this song just uh, maybe be a, a wonderful time as a church family and then individually to just sing in shalom and be reminded of the peace we have in Jesus. <laughs>
4: Amém. Ah. Shepherds quake at the sight.
0: Christmas, and uh, if you want to blow out those candles when you leave, you can drop them uh, right outside the doors. God bless you. Thanks for joining us. Have a Merry Christmas.